Hello, everybody, and welcome to the weekly F1 news chat with your host, Matt Gallagher, and your co-host, Katie Fairman. We're here to give you all the gossip, all the news, all the, all the chit-chat, uh, as well as answering some of your questions as well, because we are Twitch-bound. We're loving the Twitch life. Katie, welcome to the Twitch life. Oscar Piastri to Williams. Mm. That's the big rumour, isn't it, Katie? We are hearing that it could happen as soon as, when was it? So they think the announcement could be around the Silverstone weekend, which is like Not the end away. of this month, really. Well, so yes. I know it's from like the first of the third, but yeah. of July. But yeah, it could be announced before we get to Silverstone, which does give me a lot of deja vu of last year when we heard George Russell to Mercedes. That was going to be happening around the British Grand Prix weekend. And then we had to wait months for an announcement so we'll wait to see what happens but yeah that's the big rumor at the moment and I can't say that I'm not happy about it because everyone that's anyone thinks Oscar Piastri should have an F1 seat and uh, I feel like Williams could be a big stepping stone and then there's also the discussion in there that Williams could then switch to Renault power units so they would be a customer team of Alpine, which could be really interesting. So there's quite a lot of elements to this story, um, which I'm in favour of. Me too. Uh, I think Oscar Piastri is such a talent. Uh, it was a shame that he didn't manage to get a seat last year. But look, that this is how sometimes the way the world of Formula One transfer markets work, right? Sometimes there just isn't a space at a team and you know, there's only 20 drivers on the grid. It's not a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, drives available. Um, but you also have the concern that maybe he'll go down the route of a uh, Stoffel van Dorn or, uh, you know, even a Davide Valsecchi. You know, he won the Formula 2 championship, but then never got to Formula 1. And he was a pretty big talent at that point um, in uh, in motorsport. So th- there has been moments where it's actually a, almost a poison chalice to win the Formula 2 championship. And then you're not allowed to go back to Formula 2. It's very much, you know, you are, you're not allowed in the series anymore. Sorry, you're too good. It's not like W Series. You can just keep winning it over and over and over. Uh, Formula 2 are like, nope, can't come back, uh, which then scuppers a lot of plans. You know, Nick De Vries, for example, you know, he went to, to Formula E and we don't know if he's ever going to get a shot. So it is very much that, you know, do you actually want to win Formula 2 or do you want to just maybe finish second in your first year and then you give yourself a bit more chance and an opportunity for Formula One teams to, to give you a bell. But hopefully, for Oscar Piastri's sake, we're going to be seeing him in Formula One next year, which I don't want to jinx him like I have Charles Leclerc. Um, <laughs> but yeah. This could be interesting. <laughs> but he, he very much yeah. deserves uh, to be in Formula One, I think. His Formula Two championship campaign was, was, was excellent. Um, he won one, two, three, four, five... Uh, feature races, I believe it was. Uh, was it feature races? No, that's five in total. But he had, he was very consistent, um, and he, he's just one of those drivers where you don't see it that often. But you see the the George Russells, the Lando Norris's. Of course, George and Lando were in the same year. But you had the you know the Charles Leclerc's. There's always one that kind of stands out. And Oscar Piastri was uh, another one of those that was just consistently up at the front in this Formula Two. Formula 2 career so I would expect him to be really good and and a good place to start as well wouldn't you say in in, in Williams definitely we've seen lots of people sort of make their career debuts with Williams so it's a good foundation block to get higher up the Formula 1 ladder if you will Um, like you say with him doing so well in F2 
can sometimes be a bit of a poison chalice, but obviously he's currently Alpine's reserve driver. He hasn't been called upon yet for that role as such, but um, he's been dropping a few little hints on his Instagram that he might be doing some uh, potential FP1 running maybe at Silverstone. He posted a picture of the track yesterday saying kind of along the lines of, I'm going to be back here soon kind of thing. So we know that the F1 teams have to give an allocation of at least two FP1 outings for rookies at some point. So it makes sense that Alpine will pick him to do at least one of them. And Silverstone seems like it could be a good thing to do if they maybe announce him before the weekend and then say well here we go we can show how good he is in fp1 um but another rumor that sort of developed from this rumor so like a rumor on top of a rumor is that lots of people seem to suggest that nicholas latifi is going to get the boot after the canadian grand prix they're going to let him have his home race and then say yeet adios um and that he won't see out the rest of the season that boosh yeet adios was that exact was that the terminology that's the official term that i've uh, come up with for that uh but i don't know i obviously his performance have been quite lackluster this year especially in comparison to somebody like alban who's obviously skipped here it's a bit similar to the um schumacher magnuson scenario where they've been out of f1 a year they've come back and although magnuson obviously wasn't in f1 for his year whereas alban was kind of doing simulations for a bull you know with the whole hamilton verstappen crash at silverstone getting alban to recreate it kind of jokes um but yeah uh it's still a kind of a comparison in that sense but i don't know i just i don't want nicholas atifi to get kicked out halfway through the season i want i want all drivers to sort of be able to give themselves a year to do the full circle but at the same time he needs to put in some properly good performances and show us all why he deserves to be here otherwise he 100 percent won't be on the grid next year I mean, I think Latif is gone full stop, to be Do honest you? with you. I think that, you know, he's he's never been great. He's never we never and he's not fortunate enough to be a Lance Stroll and his dad own a you know, a team. Uh, I think that Williams were in a, yeah. a, a particularly um financially difficult position when he came in and that was helpful. You know, he did bring a lot of money and still does. But Williams did say, was it last year, that they aren't financially dependent on pay drivers anymore. They don't need to have uh, those in the team in order for for them to run so if Williams want to take a step forward they need to have a better driver and what a start than Oscar Piastri in my opinion I think he will be really good um, very quickly and I think he will match Albon if not beat him if that is the pairing uh, for next year so yeah it's uh, it'll be only good news for Williams unfortunately for Latifi yeah it's it's just not it's just not worked out for him it, especially this year, he's taken a step backwards and the confidence it's levels... Confi- are, you can see his confidence is gone, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's just down the toilet, unfortunately, for him. Uh, it, it must have been very difficult for him to mentally get over what happened last year uh, and all the you know abuse and, and messages that he got after uh, the finale and all the controversy around that. Uh, you know, Bearing in mind, it had nothing to do with him what the outcome and the decisions that were made he was just the one that you know made the mistake uh, but you know that that those kind of things must get to you you know that's that's and it depends what kind, what kind of mentality that you have but it just seems to have eat, sort of seeped into this this season and let's not forget end of last year he was out qualifying russell he was doing a yeah. decent job but now he's nowhere uh, and so yeah I think it's unfortunately uh, his final season, in my opinion. Uh, but he's had a good run and 
hopefully he's enjoyed his time in Formula One. So, but he needs to make way for a better driver. I'm sorry, he does. It's Formula One. This isn't a charity case. You know, this is 20 of the best drivers, apparently. Yeah, sorry, 19 true. of the best drivers in Lance Stroll. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He oh is my good. god, he is. He's really good when Twitch he actually Matt bothers. Is coming out. I know Twitch Matt. It's because Tommy's not here. I'm like, yeah, Twitch Matt. No, but he, like Lance is a really good driver, but he only turns up every, once every every blue moon, and he just hasn't been doing. When that he needs recently. to put it in pole in Turkey, he's on it, yeah. and he did really well to be honest in Turkey. Was it 2020? It must have been. And I thought he did like that was the the birth of like the Lance Stroll that we've all been waiting for. Because obviously before his career, like in Formula One and when he joined, lots of people are like, oh, he's there because his dad's rich and blah, blah, blah. And like where I had worked in Formula E previously, there were so many people in that paddock that had either worked with him in sports car racing as part of a team and drivers that I hugely respected had nothing but praise for him. And I was like, well, you know, people like Felix Rosenquist is singing his praises, then there must be genuine potential there because they're not just going to be like, oh, we're just saying he's really good because we're hoping his dad's going to lend us a fiver when we need it kind of thing. So, yeah, but it's really hit and miss with Lance and with Nicholas Latifi. And like you say, Formula One isn't a popularity contest. You can't just keep the nice guys in because they're sweet and they're wholesome like it is a sport championship at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, I'm seeing lots of, RIP goat Tifi's in the chat, which is why I keep laughing when you're saying like, oh, Latifi's not doing very well and I'm giggling away. Yeah, I just look like chat, mega that's horrible. A, that's a dangerous but I'm thing. reading the chat. It's a dangerous thing. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting one. So that's pretty much all we know at the moment, isn't it, Katie? Silverstone potentially news. Apart from that, looks see. like Latifi's. Get your boy Oscar the, on, the, the on the phone, on the blower. Say, hi, yeah. babes, what's going on? Uh, I'll drop him a text right Call now. Call him live on the Twitch. Like, <laughs> What are you saying? <laughs> um, next up, you know maybe a bit more about this than I do, South Africa joining the calendar mm. and then potentially losing a certain racetrack. What do you know? What do you well, know, know, Katie, down on the ground? Uh, down let me, on the let ground, me know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely not in South Africa, yeah. but in sunny Brighton instead. Give me the lowdown. Um, yeah, so South Africa's a circuit that's been talked about a lot. Like Kailami is the one which is the golden destination if you like i think it's on some racing games i mean have you ever had a chance to drive around it on one of your games before i know tommy has Spa? but uh what? kailami oh no 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 yes i know a lot of people love it if you I have in I the did, chat actually. let us know we did a we did a hot lap thing um i've seen it i don't think i've actually driven it myself you've seen it yeah, yeah. Oh, okay well it certainly looks cool and it's got a lot of positive uh, responses like Hamilton wants to race there a lot and I mean just generally like we're meant to be a world calendar and yet we're not racing in you know like Africa it's so European central and stuff so um, I can see why F1 bosses are, are hunting down an African race except and this could be like European bias here but I'd like to think it's a fairly common opinion among fans is that if we have South Africa we are gonna surely have to lose either France, which I mean, I'm not too bothered about, let's be honest, or Spa oh, or they Monaco. Had, they had a good race last time. They had one, one good race. They had a good, look, you're only as good as your last race. That's, uh, that's what they say, right? Okay. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, yeah, people that I know that are in the paddock and hear these gossips and these rumours, they think that Spa could be the one that gets the, the sack which seems crazy. 
because I think France has somehow maybe potentially wiggled themselves a deal. Obviously, nothing is confirmed yet. Monaco is Monaco. And although we've done videos on it about what a pain in the backside it can be for F1 to manage, it's still got so much history there. The drivers love it. And I can't see that kind of vanishing. So it seems as if it could be Spa. And as depressing and as sad as that could be, I can kind of see F1's side of things in terms of like, the way it was managed last year, I mean, Spa 21 flashbacks coming in here, but, you know, the fact that the car parks were just a mud pit because there's not proper, um, what's the word, infrastructure in place and um, all of these things like we saw before we went to Spa that it had flooded and they had to sort of like rebuild parts of the track. Tunnels under the track had been collapsing because of just the weight of the water and the mud had caused them all to fall in on each other and yeah it's just it's not not great and also could potentially argue that maybe spa hasn't been delivering us with a bang race every Ooh, year hold on that's a spicy take God, i mean let's, let's wait for the weather to clear up you know katie before we dive into these kind <laughs> of uh, i'm not going off last year obviously like the yeah, one parade like we had but spa, I, mean, I would if, argue if that monaco spa can stay on the calendar oh years, wait what is spa. playing uh, something just started playing and it was one of those <laughs> people who just talked about spa and then someone would have just said i was an estate agent for six years <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that wasn't me. That was an okay, advert. That's nice. For whatever reason, that started playing out loud. Um, but there you go. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Katie. I won't be having any spa slander in this Twitch chat, okay? Okay. No. Sorry, uh, if I Monaco can stay on the calendar, Spa can have 30 races a year, um, in my opinion. Um, so, <laughs> see, the chat's going, spa slander? Chat. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, we, we don't sacrifice spa. Uh, it's, it's I'm one not of the... saying I want it gone. I'm just saying hey. it's doesn't provide us with the best action no, ever, but it it's does, also ever. better than France it's the best and better than Monaco. Ever. It certainly is. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely tracks we can lose um, before then. Chat, what would you what would you lose? I'm getting Give me one track. In the chat here. Give me one track uh, that you would drop right now and you wouldn't even remember Singapore, it's on the calendar. Sacrificing. Spain, yeah. Jeddah, Miami. Monaco, Paul Ricard. Jeddah, France. No, Hungary. not Hungary. I like Hungary. Hungary's a really underrated one. I mean, Hungary's no, no, like, is Hungary better than Spa, in your opinion? Mm, I think they're good if for different reasons. Yes, but Hungary, Hungary, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting kicked <laughs> from the street. Hungary have provide, has, has provided us with more entertaining races than some people, I think, will remember. It norm obviously, last year it was completely crazy, and that's kind of maybe an exception to the rule, but sometimes it does provide us with pretty crazy races and i mean hungary is signed until 2037 <laughs> reportedly yeah yeah 2037 it's... i'm gonna be needing I, actually, my bus license that. by then yeah people were like working <laughs> out long how, way away. Uh, how long uh, how old sorry people are gonna be uh when when that when that contract goes up so yeah fernando uh, alonso will still be an f1 though <laughs> he he may well be um and lance stroll definitely will be uh yeah next bit of news then uh hopefully we don't lose spa but very much kyle army would be a brilliant track to to go and race at it's got so much character uh hopefully it's good for overtaking as well uh next bit of news uh there's been a, a new gran turismo movie uh a lot of news have come has come up out about it today uh around um this uh essentially uh, from a gamer to racer perspective 
which a few drivers have, have proved is, is possible. One being Jan Mardenborough, quite a few years ago through the uh, GT Academy. We've done a lot of work, actually, with, with Jan Mardenborough. He's been um, part of some of our karting events. Uh, we had him on, I don't know if you ever watched our uh, live streams we did during testing, but we had, uh, had Jan on for a little bit to talk about all things Formula One. Uh, he's done a lot of uh, uh, racing. He's done the Mon 24 Hours, European F3, GP2, GP3, when it was used to be called that, uh, Super GT, which is essentially like a Japanese version of Formula One kind of thing, isn't it? Um, a Super Formula, actually, is that the one? Oh, yeah, either or. I think he's done both. But yeah, the, just to finish my point, so the movie is uh, planned to be released on the 11th of August, 2023, and will be directed by Neil Blomkamp. Now, I'm not a massive film person, but I hear that that's a big deal. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you're a you're a big film person, Katie, but that's a huge deal. I like my uh, it's films. the same. Is it the same director as Uncharted? Is that right? I, no, so no? similar. I don't know. I it might be. I don't know, <laughs> but it's PlayStation and Sony who yeah. work together on the Uncharted film that came out last year. This year, time just blurs into one nowadays. But I went to see it at the cinema. And I thought it was really good. It's got Tom Holland in, Mark Wahlberg. And, and you know it's going to be a big production as well if Sony's, Sony's back yeah. in it. So, uh, so it should be yeah. really interesting. And uh, I'm sure more details will get drip-fed uh, as and when. But as I say, August 11th, of 2023. Um, yeah, Neil Blomkamp and Columbia Pictures. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting to watch, actually, uh, to see how it's uh, framed. Uh, a gamer to racer type thing. Uh, and of course, Gran Turismo will be the the game that's featured if anyone's wondering that uh, so yeah that's another bit of news that came out today as i say more uh, information over on our uh, website which katie wrote a lovely article on uh, now back to formula one and we saw uh, a tweet yesterday from ferrari uh, yeah i'm talking about ferrari i'll try not to cry uh, about charles leclerc's boom engine uh, arriving at the factory today so yesterday it was tweeted said it was going to arrive today um, for assessment and Sainz's problem uh, that he had in Baku, they have figured out a short-term fix and they're working on a mid-to-long-term fix, which gives me Sounds putting a plaster promising. on a... It gives me serious duct tape rear-wing Yuki Tsunoda vibes, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, it's not great, is it? I mean, it's it's big... kind of giving... Um, I was going to say giving the vibes, and sorry to mention this to Matt and great. to the chat, of like when they were like, oh, we're gonna, we found a potential fix for when... Mon uh, Monaco 2021 happened and the whole issue there of overnight like working towards it found a sort of fix and then it didn't really work so hopefully for Carlos Sainz's sake it's all good and he can go to Canada and it'll be fine but brakes is a popular topic in Canada and if it was a brake issue and they've got a temporary fix on it oh, who knows what the outcome could be yeah, uh, it's going to be quite important uh, if they can salvage anything from that engine of Charles Leclerc because he, he's quickly running out of power unit parts uh, and that means uh, a lot of penalties uh, could be on the way, uh, which is a um, little bit concerning, not going to lie to you. Um, but I think it's going to happen for a reasonable amount of the field. I think yeah, Red Bull I mean, is still looking quite good, day. but how many parts Alonso's used up already. And we're like yeah. eight races in. He's like nearly at the limit or exceeding the limit already on some of his engine parts, which ain't too good, is it? Fernando be ragging that F1 car around yeah. uh, the circuits. Maybe but, yeah. there was never a problem with the McLaren Honda after all. It's just Fernando's driving style. Oh. 
Did I that's, just say that live on Twitch? That's sassy. That's very sassy. <laughs> no, um, we all know the Honda engine was a load of rubbish. <laughs> yes, it was. Very slow in a straight line. GP2 engine, uh, as GP2. we know. Right, thank you, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring this stream to you. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. As I say, it's just like a midweek thing. It wasn't a huge amount of news, but we wanted to do one anyway, uh, just to have a chat with you all. Uh, it's been a pleasure. We'll bring you the next live stream, which will be FP1. So join us then. Bye. Bye, everyone.